The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt about his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Why? Why did Isaiah the prophet write what he wrote and proclaim what he proclaimed? Why did John the Baptist dress so strangely and go out into the desert to proclaim that the mightier one was coming? Why did St. Peter speak of the new heavens and the new earth and the world melting away in fire and a call to repentance? Why? And there's a very simple answer. In fact, it's a one-word answer as we come to this second week of Advent. And it's on our candle right here behind me. Hope. Hope is the reason that Isaiah did what he did, John the Baptist did what he did, and St. Peter wrote what he wrote and saw what he saw. But what is this hope? What is hope? We hear it a lot. We think about it as wishful thinking or optimism. But that's not really what hope is when we talk about it in this place, when we talk about it in Advent, when we talk about it at its ultimate root. Hope for us is about God. In the churchy language, we talk about it, it's a theological virtue, meaning it has to do with God. It's not something we work up in ourselves, but it's a gift from God. And as we come to know who God is, we start to develop the virtue of hope. Hope talks about where we are 
and who we are as human beings in the creation that God has made. It places us firmly in the middle of the story of salvation. It recognizes the reality that lots of stuff has come before us and lots of stuff is coming after us and we're just pilgrims walking through this life for a short time. See, hope is about being a people on a journey, a people on the way. And the reason it's hope is because we know what the end of the journey is about. That no matter how hard the journey is, the victory has been won. So we can walk through whatever. We can walk through fire. Because we have hope. Or another way to think about hope is hope places us firmly in the middle of the story. It's about being in the middle of the story. See, we all have a part to play in this great drama of salvation that God is working out. But the story isn't really about us. It's much bigger than us. And sometimes, you know, I read a lot. And as you read through stories, oftentimes in the middle, there is a lot of tension and drama and you cry and you laugh and all of those things happen in the middle of the story. And that's where we find ourselves today. We're people in the middle. And so we're people of hope. Now, this raised a particular question for St. Peter, the author of 2 Peter that we read today. Because they thought, the people he was writing to thought, that the end of the story was like tomorrow. God's got to finish this story up. The last act has started. It's going to be done quick. And then they asked, why? Why isn't it over? Why isn't all the pain and suffering of life taken away? Why isn't Jesus' victory just right here, right now, all done and ready to go? And St. Peter gives a very important answer for us who live 2,000 years after the resurrection. He says, you're living in the middle of the story. We don't know when it's going to end. But you know, there's good news in the fact that God does not end it right now. (laughs) Because that good news is you're not done yet. (laughs) You're not done yet. You haven't reached the end of your journey yet. You have a part to play in this great story that God is writing. Even though the story is not about you, you have a part to play. And you need to do it well. That's repentance. It's recognizing that we need to do what we need to do. But there's even more good news in the delay. Because we know the author. We know that even when we screw up, the author can fix it. He can take our bad acts and bring good out of them. 
He can take our failings and our limitations and our suffering and write them into a positive ending. So repentance isn't about beating ourselves up during Advent. It's about rooting ourselves more and more in hope. And when we fail, we say we're sorry, and we get back up, and we do the next thing we're called to do. Now, there's a danger in that way of thinking. You can think, if God's got it all worked out, I don't need to worry. I don't need to do anything. I can just party and have fun or do whatever. That's the danger. But you also notice in Peter's letter what he said. He said at the end of the story, everything, every character, everything in the universe is going to be brought to judgment It's going to be made right. All the good and all the evil, not that long ago we read about the heard about the separating of the sheep and the goats. That's gonna happen. You're a character that has a job and you're responsible for how you live in this story. Pope Benedict wrote a beautiful encyclical on hope about twelve years ago. And at the end of it, he talks about an image for hope and where we stand in the middle of this story. He says, he talks about a church. And he says on one wall, as people came into the church, there was a beautiful depiction of hope. It had Jesus coming in glory. A beautiful image of the king bringing his kingdom to earth. And it brought hope as people entered into the space. But then as they turned to go out on the back wall, it had a beautiful scene of the final judgment to remind people that they had a responsibility as they lived their life to live the life of the kingdom that they'd tasted and that they'd seen. See, Isaiah wrote what he wrote because he knew God. He knew God was like a shepherd who gathered the lambs, and he trusted the author of that story. John the Baptist did what he did because he knew God would not abandon his people and the promised Messiah was coming in Jesus. He knew God, and so he had hope. So this Advent, we come here to have our hope renewed so that we can grow more close to God and we can see that the pandemic is not the last word, that our own pains and sufferings are not the last thing, that death itself is not the final word, but that God will come in glory and set all things right in Jesus Christ. That we have a part in this beautiful story. So what are we called to do this Advent? What St. Peter said, we're called to live now as children of God, awaiting His final coming and preparing ourselves for that final judgment. 
Thanks be to God. 